After 25 years of working for other people, I've had a really profound realization recently, and that is that I don't work well with other people. This is super important in my life, and it might bear relevance to you in your life if you feel like you work well with other people or not, and what that might mean for you and your professional career, whatever you're doing in life. So in this episode, I'm going to explain what I mean by that and uh, what, what it means for my life. And uh, hopefully you'll be able to grab some takeaways and apply them to your life as well. So you can have a better job and a better life. So I started working for other people when I was 14. Uh, my first job was at a restaurant called IHOP. I was a host there. It didn't last long, like most of the hundreds of jobs that I've gone through in 25 years. And I'm 41 now. So I've learned a lot through my suffering of 25 years. It's been pretty rough. Some good times, of course, but more often than not, I'm disappointed in other team members, management, and owners I've found, in my experience, that 99% of the other people and places I've worked for are suboptimal at best. Usually I'll start a job and uh, kind of have high hopes about it, like it'll be good and it might be for a few days or weeks, but inevitably the true colors are shown about where these people and places are failing. And uh, I just can't stand it because I'm sort of an idealist, a, a romantic. Um, I have high standards. I can always see where there are problems and, and friction in companies, and I want to improve them. And I'll try, and it doesn't work for various reasons and so I get disillusioned and begin to suffer too much in any particular job and then end up quit quitting sometimes I've gotten fired I think hardly though which is maybe surprising so what I mean by and can you relate to me you know the the suffering of mediocrity in, in your professional world. You see it in other teammates, management, owners. Well, I certainly do. And so I'll, I won't go into great detail about all of them, but a little bit enough to give you an idea of, of what I mean by my suffering working for other people. So usually what happens is I'll start to notice that other team members, either one or more, you know, I'll, I'll take the current example of this place I'm, I'm, I'm working at right now, Moose Creek Ranch in Victor, Idaho. It's a beautiful area and a pretty good job. I mean, it could be worse, but after a few days of working here, I started to notice one other person on the team specifically, and a few others as well, but one specifically who was 
the weak link, the lowest common denominator. Not pulling his own weight. Didn't have a great attitude. Didn't follow directions. Would say one thing and do another and drop balls and make things more complicated than they need to be. Things like this, you understand? So pattern recognition, I've learned a lot. I can see the archetypes of people generally, by and large. And this person fits into a certain category that I recognize. The patterns that I've seen hundreds of times in 25 years. And so I realized what kind of person this was really quickly and he wasn't going to improve. And in times like this, you know, I, I believe that it's important to after repeated attempts to get uh, a team member to perform optimally and that fails, you you got to fire. It's like a phrase that I've come across years ago that I really like. Uh, if you're in management, it's slow to hire, quick to fire. That means your selection of team members has got to be really intentional, really intelligent. You got to question these people, uh, give them a trial period and things like that. Slow to hire and quick to fire. But what I've seen so many times in the past from management is that they're quick to hire and slow to fire. So the lowest common denominator sticks around for way too long and it, it creates a staff infection. The whole staff becomes infected by this underperformer. And everyone else will, their standards and performance will go down to the level of the lowest common denominator. And that's why they're the weakest link. Because they'll take the best person on the team and bring them down to their level. Not the other way around. It doesn't work the other way around. I've seen it hundreds of times. Higher performers will try to bring up an underperformer and it fails. And then the perf good performers on the team, they get disillusioned, exhausted, and they start to think like, well, why am I working so hard when this person is getting paid the same and not doing as much and all this. So it leads to resentment and frustration, staff infection. And management rarely ever takes action on that appropriately and fires that person and hires someone better to replace them. So that's a little bit about what's been going on here. And I've seen it so many times. And... There's other people on the team that are underperformers for sure. Um, I think they should be replaced, but they probably won't. So after being here uh, two or three months, Tracy and I um, have been getting more and more exhausted with this underperformer because uh, he's around, you know, and just kind of in the way. And honestly, I couldn't even stand looking at the guy after a while. It's just really bad. So finally he left today. 
finally, and we only have like two more weeks here. So at the end of our stint here, finally he's gone. But it's almost like too little, too late. Like the management here, I don't have a problem with them personally. I like them. I really do. But I disagree with some of the ways that they manage and that's a part of my suffering is because off, you know, I'm, I'm never in a management position, but I always see how management could improve because I want teams to succeed and thrive for their mission because there's a lot of meaning and fulfillment and satisfaction and money in all of that. But alas, it's usually never the case. So... I had the realization here that I don't work well with others a couple, well, maybe a week ago. Uh, it just sort of came out of nowhere. And because, you know, I got really frustrated at this guy and, you know, it would bring my attitude down a little bit. And then just all, all the disappointment and I could see room for improvement and no action taken towards this improvement. So... I don't work well with others because I really need to be in a management position, in a leadership position, because I've read a lot of books about it. I've listened to a lot of podcasts about it and just learning from experience, observing other managers and owners, quote, leaders in their positions. And I see how they could do better. And but I can't do anything about it. So this year was my first year starting to work for myself. I've had about six or seven different clients. I do like a digital nomad, a freelance creative kind of situation where I have skills that I can um, use in service to other people digitally, like uh, build websites develop them, manage them, uh, manage social media profiles, um, photography, videography, copywriting, and a few other things as well. Some graphic design, logo work, basic stuff. I call myself a full stack creator because in my portfolio of services that I can offer, um, it's a full stack where you know, they can come to me and pretty much get everything they need for their uh, project or business instead of going to two or three or four different people, having a lot of moving parts and communication with different people it takes longer. Um, and there's some other things about that that aren't so good. So with me, full stack creator, I can sort of deliver on all fronts. So I've been doing that this year professionally for the first time in my life. It's something I've been wanting to do for years, been studying how to do it, trying in different ways, but it, nothing really happened until this year. So that's great. And that means that I am in this kind of work. I am working for myself, basically, like I'm the leader of the project in the way that I do it. So I manage myself, I manage the projects, I manage my time, 
and I get to uh, come up with the price point. So I get to work for myself when I want, for who I want, and for how much I want. Bas yes, I'm working with other people, but not really. I'm working by myself on the computer or my phone, wherever, whenever. I set my own schedule for posting and projects and tasks, and I'm really good at that. I'm really good at leading myself in that way. And so I work well independently, but not so much with teams and other people because inevitably... I found that other people are not going to meet the standards of excellence that I have for myself and my work. And so that's good. So God willing, for the rest of my life, I'll work for myself and not have to work for other people to get their businesses running well and making money. I can work for myself and it's going really well. So anyway, basically that's just my realization that I had recently that's really profound for me. I um, only have two weeks left of su uh, suffering after 25 years of it. And I'm really eager to see how the rest of this year plays out and next year as well. Of course, I'm aiming for things to get better and better, bigger clients, more money. I'm learning a lot. I'm challenged a lot. And so it's really good. So that's it for me. But for you, I hope that in me sharing this, you can relate to it. And maybe you can realize in, um, now for yourself that if you think about it, do you work well with other people? Are you striving to be a high performer, but you keep getting frustrated from the underperformers on your team, whether they're regular team members or management or the owner of whoever you work for? You know, are they angry? Are they mean? Are they lazy? Are they disorganized? How's their communication? Like at this place here, the communication thing is like, yeah, there's some laziness for sure, and there's a lack of communication which leads to a lack of clarity, which leads to stress. All of these things can be micro stressors, but add up to be a big weight on our shoulders in life. And it can make us tired and sick and poor. All negative. We can flip it around, though, with understanding who we are, and if we work well with others or by ourselves. Maybe you've been wanting to work for yourself for a while, but you never took that leap or you didn't know how. You can always reach out to me. I've learned a thing or two. I can share that with you. I might talk about it in future episodes too, but um, yeah, I hope this has served you in some way. You can always check out my website, davidwhipple.com. Links in description Two, uh, I have a collaborate page on my website where you can see what I do. You can connect with me. Um, I also have portfolios of photography. Just today, actually, somebody emailed me and said that they want to license some of my photos for a blog on their website talking about travel and homes and stuff. So that's pretty cool. Um, 
yes, I'm becoming more professional in all of the skills that I like to do and they can serve other people as well. So you can check out all the things going on on my website, the links to other places I'm at online as well. Um, and uh, check out my YouTube channel. I'm actually learning some software on my Mac, Final Cut Pro 10 for video editing. And it's slow going because it's a professional grade software. And I've been editing all my videos on mobile devices with a really professional mobile video editing app, but it's really easy to use its user interface. So switching to uh, Final Cut Pro 10 on the Mac is next level. It's really different and I have to learn it all. So it's taking me about 10 times as long to edit this vlog that I'm working on. But it's good for me because um, I get to edit videos like the pros do and it's going to serve me well in the future learning this new skill. Uh, because I'll be able to do better videos for bigger and better clients in the future. So I keep learning skills every year. Be, and I like to be challenged. It's fun creativity for me. And it'll serve me professionally in the future and uh, improve my financial situation as well. So uh, maybe that could be a reminder to you too, just to, that you got to... You got to learn skills and push yourself to try new and more difficult things. So anyway, that's all for now. The Whipple Effect. Hope it's made an impact in your life in some way. And of course, we I didn't even talk about communism. We still got the COVID scam going on with the mask and vaccine mandates from the communist regime. And who knows? Could be that the the dark side wins for a time and freedom fighters and free thinkers get locked up in concentration camps for wanting to exercise their God-given right to choose freedom in the greatest republic of the United States of America. A beacon of light in the world. Well, the story is great and the uncertainty continues. In a world of uncertainty and infinite variables, there's no such thing as safety. So don't stay safe out there. Freedom is where it's at, so I want you to stay free. <laughs>